Hi, everyone. It is Jacqueline Kitzman, and this is Awaken Tarot Podcast. And to start off the podcast today, um, it would be remiss and I think irresponsible, as many of my listeners are from the EU, many from Ukraine, and many from Russia, to not just take a second to acknowledge the absolutely devastating war happening in Ukraine at Putin's command. Um, just awful heartbreaking, awful. You feel, you know, as helpless as you feel as an American citizen, just waiting and hoping that something happens, something more we can do to help Ukraine, you know. Um, it must be even more awful to be Ukrainian right now. Um, for those who have Ukrainian family here in the U.S. and for people who live in Ukraine right now, like my entire heart just goes it goes out to you and it it aches to do more and be loud where it can be loud and send money when I can send money and send so many (laughs) so many thoughts and prayers and I know those are essentially worthless but I'm constantly just thinking of the crisis happening and just how much more I wish that the U.S. could do or I personally could do. And I know that I'm not alone in feeling that way. And, you know, it would also be remiss not to talk about the the many, many Russian civilians protesting in the streets and being arrested who neither wanted Putin in charge nor wanted this war. It's a really awful time. It's a humanitarian crisis. It's It's terrible. And it's easy. It's easy here in the U.S. to to be apathetic because this isn't directly affecting us yet. But I, I really encourage you to not to not be apathetic, to learn, to learn the history of Ukraine, to rather than speaking up, speaking up, speaking up, really listen to Ukrainians and what they are saying and the information they're sharing and 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 learn their history and learn why this is important. Because history is being written now and the people and and we can we have the ability to have our eyes on it so we can witness the truth we know how often history is rewritten and 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 how how many lies weave their way in and we if nothing else should be paying attention so we can help be eyes and ears and so we can witness these so we can witness these things so we can talk about them honestly and truthfully years to come you know, the story of the absolute bravery of the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, of the absolute bravery of the Ukrainian military and Ukrainian civ- civilians who are picking up weapons and fighting and fighting in the streets and the mothers and fathers who are hovering over their children's bodies or hiding them or the people who are walking dozens and dozens, 20 to 40 miles on foot across the border into Poland you know, the best way we can honor these people and what they are going through is to be loud where we can be loud, to advocate where we can advocate, to send money when we can send money, and to not be apathetic. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, you know, as the weeks go on, like I personally, and especially on my Instagram at Awaken Tarot, I'm going to be sharing stuff to my stories. Um, One source of news that I do follow um, that is fairly legitimate in regards to 
um, the fact that it is a news source from Ukraine. Uh, they translate it into English. It's called the Kiev Independent, K-Y-I-V, Kiev, not K-I-E-V. K-I-E-V is the Russian spelling, whereas K-Y-I-V is the Ukrainian spelling. And the Kiev Independent um, gives, translates to English news that is happening in Kiev. So just you know, if you're if you're interested in following a news source that is straight from Ukraine and is, you know, um, gives live updates on what is happening, uh, the Kiev Independent is been absolutely been absolutely amazing. Um, again, that is K Y I V. You can find that on Twitter if you have a Twitter. Um, I have found there they have been so incredibly informative and I'm learning so much as well as it's it's an amazing update. I also follow the Ukrainian president Zelensky on Twitter as well. Um, he updates as he goes. He updates in Ukrainian and then there are translations to English as well that he posts. So I highly encourage if you have Twitter or access to social media to follow those sources as well as other Ukrainians um, who are reporting live from their own country uh, what is happening. Be wary of propaganda, of fake news. Make sure that you always check the sources you're getting information from and and don't share things unless you know for 110% fact that they are accurate. Okay, from here, let's go ahead and get into, um, it feels weird, but to talk about anything that isn't this crisis, but we're going to go in and talk about housekeeping. Patreon went live this week. Um, two people joined and that was such, I was so honored and so happy and excited. And I've already, I've tried to make it so worth it to be there. And I'm, I've posted lots of extra recordings and, and writings and pictures, and there are going to be ghost stories and videos. Eventually the videos, I haven't recorded any yet, but, um, that's my next step. I've got it planned out for this coming week. I'm trying to make sure that as often as I can, I'm producing content there to make, to make it worth joining again at the $3 tier, which is currently the lowest tier, though I'm always open to constructive and kind criticism or, um, ideas. I love to hear people's ideas on, um, what they would like. But right now, like at the $3 tier, it's just endless. I'm hoping bonus episodes and bloopers and just content, as much content as I can, as I can plug out, um, you know, between Evie's naps and in the evenings and stuff like that. I'm really trying to make it worth it in an active community. So I am very honored for the people who joined. Um, you honestly, like I did a happy dance, you made my entire week. Another little bit of really cool news is that um, I have this thing called Chartable and it sends me daily kind of updates of as just as to where my podcast is in the charts. And I'm really, it was really cool today to find out that currently my podcast in the U.S. in the category of spirituality was number 79. It was so cool. We are, we have been in the top 200 um, of, of, you know, in the charts for months and months and months, which has been such an honor, especially since we took several months breaks when Evie was, um, when Evie was born. And uh, we've recently been in the top you know, between just like in the top 100, the top 150. It's just been a very, very cool thing to see, um, you know, my little podcast and this little like just like labor of love that I have um, doing doing cool things in the charts. Um, you can always help support the podcast for free by rating and uh, reviewing that helps get the podcast um, to more people, which helps it go up in the charts, which gives me other cool opportunities. And anyway, 
you know, it's just really great to have the people who listen, listen, and I'm very honored. Thank you. So let's get into the card this week. And y'all are going to laugh, but I didn't plan this. This is just... This is just what happens when you say to your deck, okay, deck, because the way that I pull cards weekly is like I shuffle my deck and I pull a card, and that is how I get what I'm going to talk about. And so I said, okay, deck, which card are we going to talk about? And uh, it dropped out the lovers, which is appropriate because we talked about the, the card a little bit last week. And then, of course, um, we talked about the devil last week, which is, which is the card that was designed to look very similar to the lovers. And I guess this week we're going to talk about the lovers, which is awesome because I don't have to then talk about the devil because I already did that, did half my work last week. Booyah. So let's kind of, let's start and get into the card itself. Uh, As I said last week, and as you all probably know, the lovers is card six in the major arcana. It is in the lifeline. The lovers is um, a really interesting card. So the first time that we see interaction with other people is in the Hierophant, and that's card five. And then we go into card six, and card six is the building of relationships and 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 um and and learn and, and further education, further learning. I know that that sounds weird, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hop back to that in just a little bit. Sixes are a heart based number. Um, you know, it would be. A lot of people will look at the lovers and be like, that's talking about love. That's talking about banging. It's not, it's, it's not just soulmates and physical intimacy. It's, it is so much more complicated than that because if that were just the case, if that were just the meaning of this card, then every time we pulled it, we would get laid or we would meet somebody or we would fall in love. And like very often that is not why we pull this card and it is not what happened. Like I, I do not like fall in love with another person every time I pull this card. And I also do not get laid every time I pull this card, which someone should talk to Gabriel about. Um, I am only 50% kidding about that. But, you you know, this card is about so much more than just matters of relationships, right? Let's, this card is so much more than just the background, you know, of relationships. Let's let's dive into that by talking about why then this card is created and painted the way that this card is. So I am using the Smith Rider Weight. That's what I use for this podcast. Um, and the amazing illustrator and artist behind this deck is Pamela Coleman Smith. And she just did an amazing job depicting, you know, I've said this a thousand times, I could sing the praises of Pamela Coleman Smith for like 24-7 for like a year. I just think that what she, there's always something more to see, always something to point out, always just another layer to unfold from, from the imagery and the pictorials of the Smith Rider Waite. In the lovers, um, let me, I guess, kind of explain how this card looks first. Okay. So, uh, and I did a little bit last week, but we will do it one more time. So you've got two people in the front, one with, um, You've got two people in the front, one with a penis, and on the other side across from him is a person with breasts and a vagina, and they're standing there, and they are naked. And up in the sky above them is an angel, and their hair is aflame, and they are riding on a cloud with the sun behind them like a halo, and they have their arms outstretched. And behind the two people, behind the penis haver, you have a tree, and the tree has little flames. Its leaves are flames. And behind the person with the boobs, you've got 
a tree and the tree has fruit and you got a snake that's wound up the trunk of that tree. And between the two people is what looks like a mountain or a volcano. And it is just one mountain or volcano on what is otherwise a very considerably flat, peakless hill. Why? Why all of these things? If this card was simply just about relationships, why would it be painted to represent what is very obviously a religious you know, a, a religious story. This is the story of the Garden of Eden, the story of Adam and Eve. Why? Because the lovers is more about physicality. It's about creation. It's about choice. It's about what you are tying yourself to emotionally and spiritually. Um, this card has two people who are naked. It's about intertwining. It's not just about like the, 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 sex or gender or whatever other weird societal thing that gets projected onto this card. It's about the interweaving of two people, of two people, or about the inner, you know, the weaving of yourself with yourself, with a different version of yourself. Um, But even more than that, it's about choices. This is the... This is the story of Eve when the snake tricks her into eating the fruit of good and evil, the wisdom fruit, um, which is, you know, apparently made her very aware that she was naked and needed to put some clothes on. And then she made Adam eat the other, like uh, the fruit. And then he was like, why did you do this? And then God was like, yo, why do you have clothes on? I didn't invent those yet. Um, I was going to do that on day 17. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So you've got... You, you've got this whole story in the background, right? If this card was simply just about relationships, those things wouldn't be. So why Adam and Eve? Why the religious depiction? It's because it's talking about what you tie to yourself to. Eve in the Bible tied herself to knowledge, to wisdom, to the wisdom of good and the wisdom of evil. She decided that she wanted to know something for herself and you know like the you know the bible will paint that as sin but i think you know once you once you take away that weird statement and that weird ideology what you see is how do i know and choose more how do i get through what is just the facade of society in the hierophant right how do i remove that layer and see what more there is and really weave my way into what there is to know, see myself clearer, see people clearer. You'll notice that in the Hierophant, everybody's clothed. Um, it's even like they're in a church. You've got the priest and they're holding their hand up, you know, over some monks that they're preaching to or they're baptizing or they're speaking to or they're anointing or they're just like chilling and talking to you. I don't know exactly what's supposed to be happening there, but that is what's happening. And, you know, you what you what I don't know exactly what's happening there, but I do know that it is a priest and they've got some words to say to those monks. They're preaching. They're teaching. In the lovers, you go from being completely clothed to totally naked. And rather than learning from a person in an outfit over you in in, in the garb of the clergy, you've got an angel their head on fire and Pamela Coleman Smith uses fire and light emanating from heads to 
to to indicate knowledge and wisdom beyond like enlightenment literally i could have just used that word in the first place i literally said light coming out of their heads i could have just said enlightenment listen this is how you know i've only had a cough like one cup of coffee today point being you've got this angel above them who is showcasing enlightenment you've got the snake behind eve which is urging her urging eve to come further into what is beyond just the facade that we see in the hierophant beyond just society behind adam you have the little leaves of fire and what those leaves actually are the little little flames they're they're supposed to be similar to like yodes yodes show up occasionally throughout the smith rider weight tarot yodes are kind of like um uh they're a letter so you have these two people who are encouraging each other to know more to hear more to see more to be more to remove to remove what you learn in the hierophant to kind of really to change to take in that love and to change to make choices that reflect to make choices that heal to make choices that help to make choices for humans that you care about to actually care about something more than just what you're told to to eat the fruit from the tree of wisdom of good and evil they have so many names for that fucking tree but you know to eat that fruit and to finally understand to get rid of that naivety you know you would have the bible would tell you that that was wrong but i (laughs) that eve cursed women forever to have painful labor or whatever other bunch of bullshit that was. But Eve decided that she was ready to know more, to experience more. And then she encouraged those around her, even if they didn't understand. She had a desire and she chased it because the lovers is about chasing desire and chasing passion, not just in regards to relationships, but in regards to what you care about what do you fucking care about care about people care about what what you love to do like if it is it singing is it is it movies is it art is it collecting is it your your children is it your husband is it your partner is it your wife is it your whatever whatever it is it encourages love it encourages you to lead by love it encourages you to Um, find your Eden. You know, one of the things that I really like to discuss when I do discuss the lovers is when we make our choices through love and we follow love, if we all did this, if we chose love in every facet, in in every way, we could create paradise here on earth. What do I mean? I mean that if we chose to fully embrace and accept everyone in the LGBTQ plus community, if we just, if we heard them, if we loved them, we wouldn't have all of this bullshit that's fucking happening in Texas and Florida. We wouldn't have it because we would choose love, because we would choose respect, because we would choose to, even if it was different than how we were, how we were born, to understand that that is how they were born and to love them so much and so hard. Rather than creating places where they are unsafe, we created places where they were safe. We, we, we could create Edens. We could create paradise. 
every step of the way we could. We could make choices all of the time. We could choose love always. That doesn't, love doesn't mean, and I said this last week too, but love doesn't always mean being, being kind and being happy and that, and that toxic positivity. Sometimes loving is getting mad, like getting mad about what's happening in Texas right now, where Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, has decided that it is no longer a safe place for trans people, for trans kids, for trans youth, for trans parents. It's no longer safe. So get fucking mad about it because that is loving those in the community who are trans. Get mad and be loud where you need to be loud. Get mad about what is happening in Ukraine. Get fucking mad about it because that is loving them. That is loving Ukrainians. Getting mad about what's happening in Texas is loving the trans community, your trans friends, your trans family, your trans neighbors. This ties directly into what I've said in regards to choosing apathy or choosing empathy. If you choose love, you choose knowledge. You choose to educate yourself. You choose to see more than what you just, you, you choose to see more than what you just want to see. And you follow that, you choose love. And if every single one of us did that, if every single one of us chose unconditional love for those around us, we could create Eden here. So it's more than just physical love. It's more than just a card that signifies you're going to find your soulmate. It's more than just the image on the card of Adam and Eve and creation and all of that. It's about choosing knowledge. It's about opening your eyes further than what you're told to. It's about not ignoring the plights of others. It's all about those choices. It's all about what you can live. Could you live with yourself? Can you live with yourself? Can you live with your choices? You've got two different people here with two different types of bodies and they're staring at each other. And when you think about the mirror theory or the mirror ideology of the lover's card, humans are just humans at the end of the day. Humans are humans. Do you love your fellow human? How are you loving your fellow human? How are you helping your fellow human? What are you doing to help them when they're in need or they're scared or they're in trouble? How are you helping them? Are you being loud or you can be loud? I think it's really important that when we pull this card, we don't just see it as finding your soulmate or getting laid. I think you see it as more than that. I think you see it as eat the fruit, see more. Don't be apathetic. Be aware and choose to love. I think it's just really important. And I think that, you know, it's it's entirely important and pertinent with everything happening in the world right now. <laughs> I think it's so appropriate. I think it, the cards that we talked about last week were appropriate. And I think the cards this week are appropriate. Because ironically, this is the part of the podcast where I eat too many wisdom apples and doom uterus havers forever and ever. Amen. It's the collective reading. And for the collective reading this week, we're talking about the Hierophant. 
Hierophant, we talked a little bit about a few minutes ago. It's card five. Fives are a contraction. The Hierophant is the first time we encounter other people in the major arcana. The Hierophant is um, the first time we have to deal with other with other people. It's the first time we see other people in the major arcana. And like I said earlier, it's a priest. They are adorned with crosses and a staff. They got a crown and they're talking to some monks below them. The Hierophant stands for society. It stands for tradition building. It stands for what you're told, how what you do with what you're told. It stands for religion and breaking ties, the threads of society that hold us together before we can get to the lovers and choose our own way. First, before we can get to that point, we kind of have to learn the rules of society, learn the rules of our learn the rules of our species, learn the rules of how things interact. You can't break a rule until you've learned them and in the hierophant that's where you learn. Why is this important this week? We are looking at the breakdown of everything. From Texas to Florida to Ukraine to Russia to NATO as a whole, the EU, we are looking at a breakdown. We have developed rules. Let's take Ukraine specifically for a second here. We are looking at a set of rules that we made in NATO. And I'm not saying rules are bad, but they are man-made. We're looking at a set of rules that keep us from, that keep any NATO country from helping people in Ukraine defend themselves. There is not a person I think here that can look at this or look at what's happening in Ukraine and say that they in any way deserve this or in any way that it is okay that they are fighting alone, but because of a set of rules that we made, we can't go help because Russia will retaliate. It will start a World War III, not even exaggerating. But because of rules that we made as, as humans, we can't do anything. So we're just watching people die. That's what we're gonna do that's all we can do because if we make a decision because of a bunch of rules that humans made then more people die how is any of this how does any of this make sense how is any of it fair that's fucking not because humans are stupid (laughs) we're smart but we're stupid and we design things and we create rules and all of these things we could take away. It's time for something new. It's time for a new way of doing things. We have to figure something else out. We have to figure out a better way because we are literally watching the breakdown of what happens when um, the person in charge of the European Council this month is Putin, the same month that he decided to invade a whole other country, sovereign country, for baseless reasons. And now he can just, what, veto anything that the European Union And the European Council says that he doesn't like for this month. And we're just going to let him because those are the rules that we made, that humans made. We're just going to say, okay, Putin, he vetoed it. So that's it. Why? 
because of the rules. Those are the rules that we made. So this week, this coming week, look at the rules and just say, fuck, fuck them. Be, I don't think I could say this enough. I've said it so many times that if you, if this were a drinking game and the one rule of this drinking game were be loud when it's loud, you would be so fucking tanked right now. Be loud where you can be loud. Break rules when they are hurting people. Find better ways. Choose love. Find new traditions. Question your leaders. Question propaganda. Question apathy versus empathy. Are you being, is it overwhelming and you need a break or are you choosing to be apathetic? Because I'm not saying like hurt your mental health, doom scrolling. But I'm saying check in a couple times a day. Because your mental health doom scrolling is nothing compared to the mental health of the parents covering the bodies of their children in the Ukraine. And it is nothing compared to the mental health of the trans people in Texas right now or the trans parents or the trans children who are afraid. It's not okay. Look at the look at the Russian civilians who are choosing to say fuck their government and they are going out and protesting and they are being arrested and some of them have gone missing. Find the propaganda, find the fake news, say fuck it, choose empathy over apathy always and honest to God, fuck the rules. Fuck the rules because if we all we all every single one of us and if we all just advocated love always love fucking always not just that toxic positivity gooey ooey happy kind of love but the being angry being angry is loving being loud is loving protest when you can protest give money when you can give money be loud when you need to be loud Choose awareness, choose to eat the apple, choose to break down the rules, act, vote in local elections. Do what you can because the world is changing. The world is changing so fast. And I know this is like another really fucking heavy episode, but this is just, this is the nature of me as a human and the nature of the world as the world. And this is just reality as reality is. And sometimes reality sucks. But things being hard and things sucking is no excuse for us to be apathetic. We have a bunch of rules. We have a bunch of laws. We have things set up in such a crazy way. I think we are seeing now why they don't work. We have chosen in, in specific cases with NATO, um, we have chosen our economies over human lives. We have decided to do business with people who we know are evil, low Putin, we, <laughs> we have to be able to understand that if one of us is not, if they're like, I don't know, and maybe it hits differently as a parent now because it always affected me, but it really like, you know, it's like, it's that apple. Having a child was an apple for me. It was a wisdom apple. It was a wow, okay. <laughs> Eyes open wide. Now I understand how terrifying it is as a parent, how terrifying it would be to put your child in a bathtub in Ukraine and just fucking hope that a bomb doesn't hit your building. Or what if I lived in Texas or had to move to Texas? And what if Evie is trans? Then what do I do? I can't, I, I, I can't, 
I can't protect her the way I would want to. I couldn't do that. And how as a parent do I sit there and think that that is okay? How does anybody? So yeah, the collective reading this coming week is, I think if I could break it down, question, 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 be loud. When you can be loud, choose empathy over apathy every time. Choose love and see how fast. Uh, if you'll if you'll indulge me for a second, I want to just tell a small anecdote in a story, and then I promise I will shut the fuck up and I will leave you all alone for a week. But when I met my husband, he didn't say I love you. His family didn't. None of them did. None of them said I love you. And I come from a family where it was so fucking awful that we got to a point that. Once things settled down and we were able to get to a place where things kind of felt stable, um, me and my dad and my youngest sister all lived in the same place. We didn't leave a room. Even if the rooms were connected, we didn't leave a room without saying, hey, I'm going to go get a glass of water. Love you. We told each other we loved each other constantly because when you live in an environment growing up where it's so hard to trust what love is or what love is supposed to be that and you get to a place where you're steady you just you cling to that concept of love I love you please know that I love you I know that things suck but I love you and um when I met Gabe his um his family was very stable he had a very nice childhood and uh his parents but they never really said I love you and when Gabe and I started dating I I said I love you when we started saying I love you I said I love you to Gabe like all the time constantly and yeah some of it was kind of like I guess you could say unhealthy but a lot of it also was just like that's what it was it was like I never wanted I never wanted him to question if I loved him and um, making that simple choice to just tell Gabe I loved him even if he didn't say it back or even if he didn't say it first very often changed a lot of things one of them being that Gabe started saying he at the end of phone calls with his parents or with a sister, I love you. They would say, he would say, I love you. And it was shocking at first, I guess, to his family. But he did it because it was a habit for us to do it. And then he made it a habit with his family. And then he made it a habit with a sister. And now every single time we talk to any of his family, all of us say, I love you when we hang up. And that was not something that used to happen. But now it does consistently. And that's a really, really, really small example of what love can do when you choose to love one person or show love or extend love to one person that person hopefully in another way will choose to extend love themselves and that is the collective reading this week fuck the rules choose love all right i'm gonna leave and bye